Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Hello, everybody. Today is Thursday, February 24th, 2022. So glad to have you guys on today uh, and this Thursday, which is, you know, pretty much like Friday, Thursday, new Friday. Yeah. And we, uh, you know, since this is a daily prayer um, group, we definitely want to be praying for the Ukraine today um, and just the, uh, the the Russian invasion of Ukraine happening as we speak. Uh, here on the 24th of February, 2022. Yeah, so, um, yeah. Pray pray for the believers there, for the church there, uh, for uh, for so many innocent people. And, uh, yeah, just praying for peace and, um, and, and, um, and safety. So, um, yeah. Well, welcome, everybody. Uh, so glad to have you guys on. Uh, Paula, good morning. Lorna, good morning. Trevor, welcome everybody. Um, you know what we do? We uh, we kind of go through these readings every day. We read, we pray, we change the world. Um, today we are continuing in the reading through the book of Ruth, um, as well as Second Corinthians and Matthew. Um, yeah, and today every so today yesterday had a little deal with you know left the computer. I had a late meeting at church Tuesday night. Left my computer at church, and so yesterday's podcast had the wrong computer uh so it was a little glitchy a little weird um but today we are back to normal so excuse me but there's a sneeze coming people yep there it was there it was (laughs) y'all okay we're good now we're good now Uh, (laughs) um all right let's do it (laughs) welcome bob Everybody, uh, I did try to mute the mic for Facebook and the podcast so you didn't hear that blow out of a sneeze that I just had. But Instagram, you got the full effect, man. You got it all. <laughs> so, um, all right, let's do it. We're picking up uh, first with Ruth, Ruth chapter two. Um, this awesome story in the Old Testament of God's provision and and plan. And so we pick up in, um, Ruth chapter 2, beginning at verse 14, 14 through 23. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, Etta. So glad to have you guys on. Welcome, everybody, on the podcast. Those of you on your way to work, on your way to school, on your way home from work, at lunch, or out on your morning jog, your run, on your bike, sitting at your uh, kitchen table, wherever you are. It's awesome. Glad to have you. And, um, and we welcome the presence of the Holy Spirit into our time together as well, of course. All right, second, uh, Ruth chapter 2, beginning at verse 14. Remember, Ruth has, uh, has been gleaning in, uh, in Boaz's field. And so verse 14. At mealtime, Boaz said to her, come over here. Oh, wait, we read, we pray, we change the world. Sorry, I forgot that. 
you know what we do. We read, we pray, we change the world. So at mealtime, Boaz said to her, come over here and have some bread and dip it in the wine vinegar. When she sat down with the harvesters, he offered her, offered her some roasted grain. She ate all she wanted and had some left over. Wow, this is a blessing. Remember, man, she's on the verge of starvation. She's on the verge of, of scarcity. And here God is already blessing her. She ate more than she needed. She had some left over. As she got up to glean, Boaz gave orders to his men, let her gather among the sheaves and do not reprimand her. Even pull out some stalks from, for her from the bundles and leave them for her to pick up and don't rebuke her. So you had the main harvesters, you know, who would get the bulk of the crop, and then they would have these that would come out behind and pick up the leftovers. But Boaz is saying, hey, drop some good stuff back behind you so that when she comes by, she could fill up her baskets with the good stuff. We're going to take care of her. Verse 17. And when she does pick it up, don't rebuke her. You'd be nice to her. Verse 17. So Ruth gleaned in the field until evening. Then she threshed the barley she had gathered. And it amounted to an epath. Or effa. Sorry, effa. She carried it back to town. And her mother-in-law saw how much she had gathered. Ruth also brought out and gave her what she had left over after she had eaten enough. So Ruth brought Naomi some leftovers from lunch. Not only did she gather all the barley, um, which was a lot, but she also brought uh, Naomi, her mother-in-law, some leftovers. Here, Ma. Here, Ma. Here's some leftovers from lunch. Some good food over there at Boaz's house. Her mother-in-law asked her, where did you glean today? See, no, see Naomi said, the thing about Naomi, Ruth is pretty, and she works hard, but Naomi, she's smart. She's like, mm, look, you coming home with all this, there's somebody likes you. <laughs> you know, sometimes, sometimes people just can't see it. It's like, look, that dude got an eye for you, man. That's obvious. So, so where, where were you today? <laughs> um. Where did you glean today? Where did you work? And blessed be the man who took notice of you, because clearly the brother took notice. <laughs> Somebody took notice. Uh, hmm. You know, sometimes, you know, sometimes, um, sometimes young people they just need some help. You know, they just need help some figuring some things out. And Ruth, you know, she she just works hard and she's pretty and all that. She needs a Naomi in her life to kind of help her, like, look. Here's some wisdom, man. Let me help you to see the world a little, in a little different way. Then Ruth told her mother-in-law, the one who, at whose place she had been working, the name of the man I worked with today uh, is Boaz, she said. The Lord bless him, Naomi said to her daughter-in-law. He has not stopped showing his kindness to the living and the dead. She added, that man is our close relative. He is one of our guardian redeemers. Whoa. A kinsman redeemer. That's like a, this is kind of a foreshadow of Jesus. Boaz is, is Boaz is to Naomi and Ruth as Jesus is to us. He's our redeemer. Boaz, uh, Naomi and Ruth, they're in a position where they, they, they're, they're, where they have nothing. They're completely dependent 
Um, but there's a family member, a kinsman redeemer, someone who can bring them in, who can help them. They're the next relative and uh, who actually has the resources and ability to, uh, to redeem them if he so chooses. Um, so Jesus is that for us. He's the one who, who redeems us. We're broken. We're empty. We're in poverty spiritually in so many other ways. And God redeems us through the kinsman redeemer, Jesus. Yes. Um, verse 21. We're going to 23. Then Ruth the Moabite said, he even said to me, stay with my workers until the, they finish harvesting all of my grain. So he has a little job security here. Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, it will be good for you, my daughter, to go with the women who worked for him because in someone else's field you might be harmed. So Ruth stayed close to the women of Boaz to glean until the, bar until the barley and wheat harvests were finished. And she lived with her mother-in-law. Uh, that's it. And she lived with her mother-in-law. <laughs> So Naomi's like trying to protect, like, look, you need to you need to stay close to uh, the harvesters, the women harvesters in Boaz's field. Uh, don't be drifting off into uh, any other fields because it may not go well with you. Because look, they're gonna be jealous of you anyway. They, you know, you, you, here you're a foreigner, uh, you're a beautiful farmer, uh, foreigner at that. Uh, you, you just need to stay close to Boaz's field because it may not go well with you. Just take care of yourself. Sometimes you just got to have some people who have some street wisdom, right? You know, you got to have people, in, and we need that in our lives, right? We need people in our lives who just speak practical wisdom to us. Like, hey, nah, you better not do that, man. Do we have, do you have people in your life that can just tell you, like, no, nah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. Uh, or, yeah, you probably should stay away from that. Uh, or, yeah, you should probably stay away from there. Um, they're kind of looking out for you. They got your back. They're looking out for your best interest. Things you may not see, things you may not notice, dangers you may not be uh, as aware of, they can see. Yeah. Ruth had that in Naomi, a wiser mother-in-law who, uh, who kind of guided her. <laughs> I know <laughs> for, some of, for some of the thought of a wise mother-in-law, it's like, I can't even, I can't even conceptualize that. <laughs> How does that even work? <laughs> not me, not me. I mean, I'm not talking about me. I'm just saying some people might say that. Like, why? Wait, why is mother-in-law? I don't know how that even works. But. <laughs> but Ruth had one. Ruth had one. She had a wise mother-in-law. All right, let's jump over to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. We're going to read the whole chapter, 1 through 18. Good morning, everybody. Great to have you guys on. So glad you guys are part of the Morning Prayer podcast today. Uh, we are... Uh, Jumping over now to 2 Corinthians chapter 3 to see what the Lord has to say to us. All right. As we be, as are, oh, sorry, let me start this over. Are we beginning to commend ourselves again, or do we need, like some people, letters of recommendation to you or from you? You, you yourselves are our letter, written on our hearts, known and read by everyone. So Paul here is talking about you know, his uh, authority as an apostle. Do we really need letters of recommendation uh, verifying or validating our 
a calling, our ministry as a as an apostle. No, my our you yourselves, your transformation, the fact that you've become a follower of Jesus, your very spiritual life, and the transformation that's happened in your life is our letter of commendation. You show that you are a letter from Christ, verse 3, the result of our ministry, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. Oh, man. You know, each one of us, each one of us, every one of us who've come to know Christ, we are a letter, we're a letter of commendation of someone, someone who invested in us, someone who shared the good news with us, someone who witnessed to us, someone who led us to Christ, our, our lives and what God has done in our lives is a, uh, commends their work. Yeah. Sometimes it's good, right? Just to stop and think about, man, who are the people that really have got me where I am, who uh, led me to Christ, who taught me, who instructed me? Maybe it's parents. Maybe it's a friend. Uh, maybe it's a college friend or a roommate, or maybe it was a neighbor or, um, Maybe it was some Sunday school teachers or someone you went to church with that really helped you. And your life is a, uh, is a, is a, uh, a commendation letter. And it's written on your heart. I know many people, man, have been instrumental in my life. Verse 4, such confidence we have through Christ before God. Not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from God. He has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Yeah. He's talking about the Old Testament law, right? The letter of the law, the Old Testament law, it kills. Um, but the Spirit, the Holy Spirit gives life. You know, man, we need to be aware of the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit is alive and active. He's, uh, he's in our time right now as we're reading, making, uh, making the words of Scripture come alive to us, making the words of Scripture understandable to us, making the words of Scripture the Word of God for us. The Word of the, the, the Bible and the Spirit working together, the Word of God and the, the Word of life. Spirit of the living God. Yeah. Verse 7. Now, if the ministry that brought death, which was engraved in letters of stone, came with glory, so that the Israelites could not look steadily at the face of Moses, Moses, Moses because of, of its glory, transitory as it was, will not the ministry of the Spirit be even more glorious? Yes. If the ministry that brought condemnation was glorious, how much more glorious is the ministry that brings righteousness? For what was Glorious has no glory now in comparison with the surpassing glory. And if it was transitory, and if the and, and if what was transitory came with glory, how much greater is the glory which that which lasts? The glory of that which lasts. Wow. Paul's talking about the law and the spirit, right? The spirit of God that the 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 law that brought the teachings of the Old Testament and all of the Old Testament law that kind of revealed uh, sin and revealed our uh, deficiency and uh, how much we needed God. It didn't. It didn't provide the answers to those problems. But it just revealed the problems. And there's a benefit in that alone, revealing the problem. But there's so much better 
uh, when not only are, is this problem identified, but a remedy is also uh, provided. And so the, the law was transitory. It was all pushing to Christ. It was all pointing to Christ. When Christ came, that was fulfilled. And now through the Holy Spirit, the message of Christ, the, the presence of Christ is now available to us. So he says, if that Old Testament law that kind of was pointing to Jesus, that was pointing to, um, uh, to what was to come, was transitory, and it was glorious, how much more so is the glory of Jesus and the glory of the Holy Spirit and the age in which we live now that we can have the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives? How much, how much more glorious is that? Yeah. If, it's, if the transitory, which was the Old Testament, was glorious, how much more the permanent, which is the Holy Spirit and life in the Holy Spirit? Verse 12, therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. We are not like Moses who would put a veil over his face to prevent the Israelites from seeing uh, the end of what was passing away. But their minds were made dull, for to this day the same veil remains when the old covenant is read. It has not been removed because only in Christ is it taken away. So the idea is like in the Old Testament, there's like a veil. Like if you will... Like he's saying, you'll never fully understand the Old Testament until you, until you see Christ. And when we see Christ, then this veil is removed from the Old Testament, and, of, and, uh, and this whole new world is opened up. <laughs> you see something all new and glorious. But as long as Christ is, uh, is, is, is hidden, there's a veil over the, uh, the Old Testament. And it's like we say all the time, man, Jesus is on every page. Jesus is on every page of the Bible. And if you, don't, if you know the Bible, but you don't know Jesus, you don't know Jack. <laughs> if you know the Bible, but you don't know Jesus, you don't know Jack. You don't know Jack about the Bible. Because the Bible is saturated with Jesus. Yes. Every page. That's what Paul's saying. The Old Testament is veiled. If you don't see Christ, it's veiled. Only in Christ is it taken away. Verse 15. Even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil covers their hearts. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Yeah. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And praise God. Yeah, how many, how many of you know that? Like you, you, you can recall that, that when you met Christ, the, the Word of God, life itself came alive. It's like, whoa, you see things you never saw before. The colors are brighter. The air is, is cleaner. <laughs> the, the lights are brighter. Everything's more uh, just vivid. Uh, and spiritually, that's true, right? There's a spiritual heightened awareness that happens when a person comes to Christ. Because the old is gone, everything has become new. And the presence of the Holy Spirit takes residence in the believer's life and gives us everything new. The veil is gone. Man, aren't you glad for that? Man, aren't you glad for the illuminating spirit of God? Yes, sir. It's what God does. And in the... Now the Lord is the spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Man, do you know he wants you to be free today? Yeah, he wants you to be free. He didn't, he didn't call you to be a slave. He called you to be free. 
and the Holy Spirit sets us free. It gives us joy and peace and 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 light and uh, breaks the chains of bondage to sin. Gives us hope, guaranteeing our uh, inheritance. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory. Man, do you see the contrast there? So Moses, even Moses had to hide his face from God. But now through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the blessing, blessed time that we live in post-resurrection, we can... We can um, uh, access the very presence of God with what? Unveiled faces. We can come boldly before the throne of, throne of grace to receive mercy. Man. And we all, with unveiled faces, co- contemplate the Lord's glory and what? Are being transformed into His image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Wow, man, that's a that's an underlinable verse right there, man. Let me read that again. Let me read it again. And we all with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory. We are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. Wow. You know, you're being transformed with ever increasing glory. I know sometimes we look at ourselves like, really? I don't feel it. I don't feel it. You are. We were being transformed into the image of Christ with ever-increasing glory. And if we could could, uh, cooperate with the Holy Spirit and let the Holy Spirit do His purifying work in us, bringing us to greater and greater levels of freedom and abundance and joy, we will experience more and more that ever-increasing glory of Christ. That's it, man. That's right. It's more people becoming more like Jesus. Amen, Pastor Tim. That's exactly what it is, becoming more like Jesus with ever-increasing glory. Mm. Think about that, man. All over the world, people becoming more and more like Jesus with ever-increasing glory. Wow. What a blessing to be a child of God. Amen? That we can uh, approach the very holy presence of God with unveiled faces. Um, man, that he would lavish that goodness and grace on us. That's, that's amazing. All right, let's jump over to Matthew for our final reading today. Matthew chapter 5, uh, verses 27 to 37. Just 10 verses here in Matthew chapter 5, um, 27 37. Jesus speaking, You have heard that it was said, You shall not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out, throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. Whoa, what's that right there? That's called hyperbole. Jesus isn't saying, you need to be cutting your hand off. What he's saying is you need to remove yourself from, from temptation. If there's, if there's an area of weakness, then you need to remove that from your life. Um, per, per, uh, put barriers around your life. Just like, look, it goes back to Naomi, right? Naomi said, look, you need to stay with Boaz. You need to stay in that field because you're at risk. And if you wander off to another field, they might, they, it may not go well for you. 
Now, can you wander off to another field? Yeah, you can wander off to another field. You sure can. That ain't smart. Don't go to another field. Stay in the field of Boaz. And that's just wisdom. And Jesus is giving some very practical wisdom here and truth. Look, if there's an area of life that is causing you to sin, then move that area out of your life so that you can remain pure. So if your hand is calling you to sin, cut it off. <laughs> Everybody be walking around with a nub. <laughs> uh, like, you must take the Bible literally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> oh, man. But then for me, that's like I'm about to put the refrigerator outside, too, because that's, the refrigerator is a temptation. First, okay, anyway, uh, verse 31. It has been said, anyone who divorces his wife must give uh, her a certificate of divorce. But I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife except for sexual immorality makes her the victim of adultery. And anyone who marries a divorced, a divorced woman commits adultery. Wow. Obviously, Jesus is speaking in a culture where divorce uh, very, very much favored the men, and a man could divorce his wife for practically anything. And Jesus is saying, no, no. And he's particularly talking to the men. Anyone who divorces his wife must give her a certificate of divorce. That's what you hear it said. But I tell you, you better have some grounds for divorce, <laughs> namely sexual immorality. You can't be just disposing of your marriage that quickly. No, mm -mm, stop it. That's what Jesus is saying. Jesus is raising the value of marriage. He's raising the value, very, raising the honor of marriage. Verse 33, again, you've heard it said that uh, you've heard that it was said to the people long ago, do not break your oath, but fulfill to the Lord the vows you've made. But I tell you, do not swear an oath at all, either by heaven or, 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 or by throne. Um, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make even one hair white or black. All you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. Ooh, what Jesus is saying? Just keep your yes, yes. You don't have to make. You don't have to do all these extravagant promises. And I, I promise by this. I promise by that. Da 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 da. da. Just let your yes be yes. You know, be no. Keep your word. Keep your word. Let your word be enough. When you say it, do it. If you can't do it, say no. Some of us, some of us need to learn to say no, right? Just and that's hard. No. <laughs> A lot easier sometimes to say yes than it is to say no. Um, but you know, you've heard it said that you know you gotta you gotta say no to some good things so you can say yes to great things. You know? Just like a Nehemiah, you know, that Nehemiah was building the wall of Jerusalem. They were like, hey, come down. We want to talk to you. We need to talk to Jesus. And uh, Nehemiah, was like, uh, Nehemiah was like, no, I'm about a great work. I cannot come down right now. Mm. You know, sometimes we're, we're about a great work. Seasons in our life, we're about a great work. You know, there were seasons in our lives when our kids were small. And everybody's, everybody's like blowing up my phone with messages right now. I don't know if you can hear that. But it's like ding, 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 ding. Um, but... Um, just like when our kids were small, you know, that, that season was to invest in them. And so there were some things we had to say no to. And you're like, no, come on, man, come and do this. Come and do that. Like, no, I'm, I'm about a great work. 
what is that great work investing in these kids um sometimes you know there are projects and things that you're you're involved in that are that's the priority and people want you to you just start getting focused on something else and you're like no I'm, a, I'm about a great work. One day this wall will be built and I can focus on whatever else you want me to focus on. But right now I got to finish this wall. That's what Nehemiah was talking about. Um, and yeah, so um, let your yes be no, yes and your no be no. And sometimes you just got to throw out them no's so you can say yes to the right thing. Amen? Yeah. All right, you guys. I'm so glad to see you guys on the day. You know what we do? We read, we pray. Change the world. So it's time to pray. Let's do it. Lord, thank you so much for your holy word. Thank you for your goodness and your greatness. Thank you for um, uh, the stories of Ruth and the lessons in 2 Corinthians and uh, your very word in Matthew. Lord, thank you for teaching us uh, through your holy word, through story, through epistles, through um, just the gospels. Um, Lord, we, we thank you that uh, we with unveiled faces are experiencing ever-increasing glory. Uh, mm, we thank you for that. Thank you that in, in you, that in the Spirit, there is freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, there is freedom. So I pray each and every one of us would experience that freedom and that joy and that delight today. Uh, the freedom of walking uh, in the Holy Spirit. Uh, Lord, we pray for the Ukraine, uh, our neighbors across the world. We pray for peace. We pray for safety. We pray for um, your hand of protection. God, we know that war is a reality in this world. Um, but we pray for peace. Uh, we pray that your sovereign hand uh, might bring a quick and peaceful and lasting resolution. Lord, thank you so much for my friends. I pray your blessing and encourage upon, encouragement on each of them today. If there are special needs that they have, concerns that are on their hearts, may you fill them and meet them uh, according to your great power and love. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much for being on today. Thank you for being a part of the pod podcast. Thank you for praying. Um, man, I hope you have a fantastic day. Always love to hear, hear from you. If you want to mention, uh, if you want to give me some feedback about the podcast, always appreciate that. Even what God's doing in your life. Bible study podcast, 2020 at gmail.com. That's the email for the podcast. Bible study podcast, 2020 at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. All right, you guys, thanks for subscribing, liking, commenting, all those awesome things. Love you guys. You guys have a great weekend. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.